Kuri Kiriara Sukutore Bora Harandore Zakatrashi Horakutra Subrati Kiriande Rindarama Suvrakutra Shivri Indirikariari Ola Basandre Budrigiriari If you're tuning in, have a rapture. Better than a crapture. would see Mordor thrown in the lake of fire. Okay. Maybe like Disneyland prophetics, brother. Video game prophetics, brother. And then I watch him be like, wow, God's actually using that. Welcome to 2022, prophets of God. Hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> it's good to have a glorified personality in the glory. It's good to have the joy of the Lord. You know, it's better to have the peace of God that passes understanding. How many of y'all know the Bible says peace is greater than joy? The Bible says that. And love is greater than peace. The greatest is love. There's a measurement of rank amongst attributes. <laughs> Joy, peace, love, faith, hope, love, and the worst is faith. <laughs> a little better than that, hope. A little better than that. No, a lot better than that, love. You know what love is? God the Father himself. Love you guys. Grow beyond offense out there. Shaka. Ha 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 ha. Laughing in the glory. Father was talking to me today about having a glorified personality in the celestial dimension, enjoying the cup of the new covenant in a higher realm and dimension that I've never known about. He says up here, you need to drink a near beer, a clear beer, a well without spot or wrinkle in it. Beer is the Hebrew word for well. The great shepherd will lead you to the near clear beer. So you're not a pain in the rear. Ouch. He's talking about me. Let's turn to your neighbor and say he's talking about not you. That's right. That's right. Your nature is Christian. You're crucified with Christ. God sees you perfected before you even get started. I don't see you as a mess. I see you burnt up in the fire seven times into pure gold. The issue is when you see yourself like that, it manifests a different manifestation in this terrestrial plane when you see yourself through the latter rain. Not stuck in your brain, stuck in his name written on your brain, which is a completely different manifestation than anything you've ever manifested. We are going to manifest Jesus. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. 
stresses me out. That's so much work. Nobody can be Jesus. It's so hard to be Jesus. It's easy. Because it's light. It's the gift of the Father. The Spirit of glory. The Spirit of light. The Spirit of glory. You know, that's the scripture. I remember Bob Jones, my prophetic grandfather, saying when the sun start teaching, you got to relearn everything you know. Because I'll be teaching it from a much higher realm of glory. Not from the earth realm, from the heavenly realm. And the ones that think they know it all, they're just going to get obliterated. Because it'll be stubbornness, pride, and they go the way of the lake of fire. You have to relearn each dimension of greater glory. That's why I like little children enter the kingdom of heaven. How I many y'all know Jesus is as mature as it gets and he's called the little child in the book of Revelation? 33-year-old Jesus is a little child. Not a grown man. A child of God. God's the grown man. 33 with transfigured celestial flesh. According to the Bible, book of Revelation is a young, frolicking lamb. What does it look like to be restored to the Garden of Eden? It looks like a young, frolicking lamb. Carefree? Why? Because the Father has taken over your personality, your mind, your attributes. Every aspect of your life is fathered by God. Not by me. Not by she, not by he, but by the living Father through vessels that are accurate representations of the divine nature, which is temples of the Holy Ghost. Amen? That's what we're maturing into. Temples of Father God's nature. And we know God is love. God's love and His love is the most misunderstood thing on planet Earth. There is nothing more confused in the nations on Earth than love. They think it's love when you buy them a video game at the Target store. They think it's love when they're corrected and disciplined by their dad. They think it's love when this happens or that happens on Earth. How many of y'all know, love doesn't come from earth. The Bible says that love was poured out on all flesh at Pentecost. And the Bible says only God is love. And our demonstration of the divine nature is in how much we have received the Holy Spirit of God's love and are pouring it out on others more highly than ourselves. Realizing, man, they need love. There's a lot of love out there. I never met a human being that wasn't wounded and didn't have love wounds. I never met a Christian that wasn't wounded in Christianity. How many of y'all know they don't exist? They don't exist. Looking for a perfect pastor, looking for a perfect church, looking for a perfect home. You need to look for a perfect father. And you have him already inside your spirit. 
Christ in you, Father of spirits. As written in Isaiah, wonderful counselor, everlasting Father, mighty God, Prince of Peace, about who? Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. Who's your daddy? Jesus. Who's your purifier of all your daddy wounds? And why people have a corrupt view of love? Who heals us from our father wounds? The only father. Bible says he's the father in whom all fatherhood derives. And like well-beloved children, imitate Father God. And so when there's a sickness and a disease called sin in our minds, we think that God is a certain way according to our image of a father. And some of you in this room are sick because you have applied Father God to Brandon Barthrop. And you just need to repent right now and just burn that thing in your brain because you're it's madness. You need to apply it to the light being who created me. I am his servant. I am the servant of God, and so are you, and we need to be clear and clean from man and woman and male and female. In order to ascend in righteousness, there can't be a confusion of animal and angel. These are elementary foundations of righteousness. You have to understand the path of righteousness in order to shine ever brighter to the full dawn of day. What the Bible says, like, well, beloved children imitate their father, and they'll be quoting, follow me as I follow Christ. No. No, 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 no. No, that, that doesn't apply to you today. That's not a silver apple in a setting of gold. What applies to you today is to be very, very bold in your own cross. To get slaughtered for your own unique expression of God the Father so you can be seated in the part of the body to do what God has created you to do. It is a sick, demented disease, the copycat Christianity. It is sick and demented, and, and the Spirit of God is agreeing with whoever is writing those posts and prophesying accurately out there. You can't have cookie-cutter Christians. You need to have new creatures in Christ, and what that'll bring forth is the full body of Christ. Bob Jones used to always say, there's already one of me. There's no more room in the kingdom for another one of me. There's already one of me. There's no room in the kingdom for another one of me. Some of you need to hear this tonight because you got leadership idolatry in you. And we had to cast some demons out of you before we could go into this realm because it could be perverted without the honor towards brother and sister and even spiritual leaders. Because there needs to be honor because honor is a fruit of the spirit. If you don't honor those more maturity in Christ, you can't grow in Christ. You don't break rank. If you're walking in the new creature, all the nature of Jesus Christ is pouring out of you like a river all the time towards everyone around you. The issue is getting in that level of autopilot maturity where we don't get into idolatry of anything in the realm of the natural, whether it be ourselves and you deal with selfishness or others, which is celebrity nonsense. Now, celebrity, we say we can be famous for our bliss. No, no, you just need to die on the cross right now. You need to hang on the tree with Christ. 
because celebrity dumb in that dimension of your immaturity, and this is the Lord speaking now, is not the celebrity dumb of Abraham and his faith and his glory, which was righteousness. It's the celebrity dumb of revelation that needs to be consumed by that righteousness. Where man and woman, male, female, Greek, and Hebrew is still there, which is wickedness. That's wickedness and the practice of the curse of the fall and the Lord rebuke you, Satan. Amen. Righteousness is the full revealing of God inside man. So man goes invisible, but he's still visible, but you can see God. The pure in heart see God. Why? Because they have a pure heart. They're mirroring God. Is it a mirror? The soul is. The blood is. The second heaven's created light is a mirror. There's a healing of the soul to mirror. When we were young in Christ, we saw dimly as though a reflection. Then we shall see face to face. There's a maturing of the new creature so that the soul is a completely perfect, crystal clear, spotless mirror of God the Father from the tree of life, which really is all of the stars that obey their orbit, which is every star up there, because the ones that don't obey their orbit, the Bible says, were thrown to the earth already. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth. That's what we've been warring against in terrestrial Christianity this entire time, and why some of you are demon-possessed. Because of the terrestrial, we have an earthly, the Bible says earthly is unspiritual and demonic. The earth is the Dead Sea. Look at Israel. Bible says Old Testament is for understanding wisdom. Archangel of Wisdom is here tonight to help you overcome the earth and the earthly into the heavenly through the sheep gate legally and not be thieves and robbers, but to have fruit and excellence in your position in the body of Christ in the bloodstream of his righteousness, in the bloodstream of his grace, in the bloodstream of his mercy, in the peace of the Prince of Peace, who rules and reigns already, and is just wondering if you will with him, by getting obedient, by getting excellent, by getting clean, inside and outside. Amen? By doing the works of the Holy Ghost, the acts of the Holy Ghost, fifth book of the New Testament, actions. Speak louder than words. You will know my faith by my works, James says, and it's wisdom. Because you have a lot of flakes that don't do any works, that have no excellence. Everywhere in the drunken glory, now that I'm drunk, I can go into retirement. I've arrived. That energy is for excellence, otherwise you become slobs and you get into demons they used to say in the early days of the drunken glory don't be a pig in the wine and I get offended because I was a pig in the wine yeah me I learned those lessons and so I can pass them on to you in love because we've already done everything wrong and if you haven't you will when the glory hits you and the father takes over your body because man and woman is altogether wrong and God the Father is altogether righteousness, and righteousness comes as a gift and aligns the inner man to share in his righteousness by grace. And that's how you stand up in this place through outer space. Amen? And then you can throw your staff down on the ground 
and eat every snake on earth and all lying opposition gospels to the tree of life and the inheritance of the eternity of the eternities that is given to this generation in maturity that will come into the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus and conquer death in an apostolic maturity you have never seen demonstrated since Jesus. You haven't seen it. None of his apostles matured to the level of Jesus. It was first fruits in the first century. John didn't mature to the same measure as, as Jesus. He didn't. He'd be the first one to tell you that. It was passed on to each generation since the twelve. And in this generation, a far off and remote generation for when all the wicked are to be removed, it comes into maturity now, which is the apostolic seed of Jesus formed in your spirit. I'm not an apostle. Well, Jesus is, if you don't have Jesus in you, the apostle Jesus. Hebrews 9.11 Apostle of faith Jesus Christ If you don't have an apostle in you You better ask Jesus into your heart And get one real quick Because you're lost And we want you to be found And we're going to get rid of all of the hardness All the false fathering All the nonsense That calls itself God But is in fact a black sun A black moon And a black earth Unrighteousness pretending to be righteousness, fallen angels pretending to be holy, innocent angels, angels of light that deceive pretending to be Jesus, Satan always going around pretending to be the lion of the tribe of Judah, but there's no love in him. It's just rules, and you do this, you do that, and be a certain way, look a certain way. I'll clean, and I'll I'll do this, and I but I but it won't be Jesus. I'll do it under a slave mentality. I'll do it under a works mentality because I don't know I'm loved. Once you know you're loved and accepted and adopted, you become a righteous worker of his righteousness like a river flowing out of you and you want to be the first to volunteer to stack chairs. You stay around, clean every dish. Why? Because you're in love with the dove from above who's energizing you to advance his kingdom through you. And it's not about others anymore. It's how much I can serve the king. Faith without works is dead. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There is a softening of your countenance from the hardness of self-protection. Even in this atmosphere, we want to create a realm where you don't need to be defensive. That you can receive like a sponge the Word of God, the Spirit of God, the blood of Jesus, the oil of Jesus, and the Spirit of Jesus like a river. The Spirit and the Bride say, come and drink. A watering hole where animals are not killing each other, which is, if you understand how the natural realm works, that's where all deaths, the highest rate of death amongst the animal kingdom, not human beings, lions, hyenas, Elephants, zebras, tigers, you know, animal kingdom. In the animal kingdom, the highest kill rate is around the watering hole. Elephants will stampede for water. They have ways of defending their water, killing lions. Elephants will kill lions. And so there's all kinds of war amongst animals. I know that's not true amongst human beings because we're so much better. We're all in perfect peace and love 
towards one another. Benevolence, always generous. We're not like animals at all. We're God. In this world, we are the Prince of Peace. Well, we're being transformed, that's for sure. By the renewing of our mind, all the time, to not act like swine, even when we rhyme. Thank you, Jesus. I want to bring forth a demonstration of the white dove. I got so many principalities at Joel's Bar in Arlem, Minneapolis, I can't. That's why I wear sunglasses. The atmosphere is not clean enough. It influences my release. But I do this to help you and to serve others because it's the right thing to do and I'm called to do it. The easy thing to do would just be broadcast from the penthouse, broadcast from the secret place the intimate place of my prayer closet where it's just perfect bliss and peace with no opposition from anyone's junk that's in a funk. And that's not being selfish, you know, that seems reasonable. That that's how a lot of ministers and ministries operate, especially through broadcasting and especially on the internet and especially in their ministries and you look at all their YouTube channels and it's just them in their private place, in their secret place, in their prayer closet with no opposition, no one in the public that disagrees with them, no principalities around. You're not dealing with all kinds of levels of dumb and disobedience and slothfulness and demon possession and blindness and human nature. That You don't have that. So you can have just a perfect release of you and Jesus in union. Well, I don't have that luxury. I don't. And honestly, I have Sometimes I'll do a private video up in the penthouse and it's just in perfect peace where there's no warfare. They come down here. This is the battleground. This is the place where you fight for the watering hole, the fight of faith. And I was here for 12 years, 24 seven, 12 years on every level. And God gave me a penthouse, which is like an eagle's nest high above the warfare. First time since I was born in 39 years that I had peace. I had no peace as a child. Saw my dad arrested by the FBI, lived in 24 states before I was 18, four different high schools, in and out of juvie, in and out of rehab. Then when I went into Teen Challenge, demons driven out of me, demons driving out of everyone, all the chaos and craziness you could ever imagine with 400 different men turned over. In 22 months of Teen Challenge, Bible College wasn't any different. Bible College, they were doing all the craziest stuff in the dorm rooms that they do in the secular colleges. Sexual morality, carousing, debauchery, drunkenness, every sin you could imagine was being done in the Pentecostal University of the Assemblies of God. And you think, oh, I'm out of there, man. We're going to have a good now. No, Hard Times Cafe, Cedar Riverside, heroin death, heroin overdose. Chaos, confusion, gangs, carjacked twice, stabbed at multiple times, shot at over 20 times. You think, oh man, it'll get peaceful now. Constant, total hell on earth, total war, front lines hell on earth for 39 years. And God lifted me up out of it because I was obedient to the spirit and the acts of the Father through every stage of my life. It's true. To overcome the world and to have a nest above the world. And I have that. And I come down from the high place at Joel's Bar every day to bring you that overcomer's message of what you must become in Christ to also have a high place. 
to also have a mansion in heavenly places, a place of rest, and some of you already have it, some of you don't. Some of you are wondering, why don't I have that? You have a, soul, a soldier's calling on your life to put on the full armor of God and fight the good fight of faith. You're fighting for peace. You're fighting from peace, the Prince of Peace in you, and you'll be refreshed along the way. It's not always total combat. There's seasons of refreshing, there's seasons of warfare. The seasons of Israel, they'd march forth in the springtime and war all throughout summer. They'd war and then they'd come home for harvest. They'd feast, they'd celebrate, and there were seasons of war and seasons of peace. We are a Christian army. Amen. Soldiers of faith, soldiers of love, marching in the Lord's army. You've sang all the songs. Amen. You've danced all the songs. And now it's time to put it into action in a celestial level that's not just in church. That's not just a ritual of the charismatic gifts of the Spirit. It's time to march up forward into the heavens through Jesus Christ, through your own cross that he's given each one of you, which is your own obedience against your own flesh and convenience, into the comforter out of your own self-made comfort, into a greater glory that's going to challenge you and grow you into the full nature of Christ. And that's what God the Father is offering this righteous generation. It is righteous, because that's how he sees it, done before it even began. A righteous generation that will serve him at the highest level of Enoch's wisdom. That's why the refinement and the testing down below is so strict and so serious. Can't we just goof off in nursery, pass around bottles of new wine like little pacifiers and little baby bottles of new wine and act like goofballs all the time. Can't we just do that, Lord Jesus? And he says, no, no, you can't. You can't. And you just feel that little immaturity resisting and saying, I don't want to grow up. I want to see a two-year-old in Christ. Growing up is the only way you ever grow in glory, grow in wine and grow in oil. Remember, wine is better as it ages. And if you don't grow upward into the heavens in a greater maturity, in a greater cleanness, all that you have in your immaturity, in your diaperhood, turns to maggots and turns to mold like the wilderness. Truth anyhow, that's why those that were once drunk are the most demonized psychopaths in the whole world right now. And their children are dying by fallen angels and it's total hell on earth for them because they did not use the gifts and the graces properly for the pleasure of God to grow upwardly. They began to take dominion laterally. They began to get cocky. They begin to grow in pride with the gifts. They begin to think, I've arrived and I'm something special. I'm a prophet of God. I've written 25 books. I've been on God TV and look at me. All this stuff is an abuse of the graces and God's going to burn it out of us. And the ones that don't want it out, are going to have a hard time during these days because the sons of righteousness come forth now. The sons of the kingdom and the children of righteousness, which is your inner man in full spiritual stature, which is a level of maturity you haven't seen since Jesus and before him, since Enoch. Elijah didn't even walk in it. This is greater than Elijah. This is greater than Moses. Moses was killed on Mount Horeb by Jesus, the angel of the Lord. Enoch wasn't killed. Enoch lived like an angel for hundreds of years before God took him. 
I mean, we're talking about a level of purity most of you can't even imagine. That's God is love. That's what you need. Purity. That's why the defilement of Jezebel in the prophetics is so great in the temptation against this generation because the one prerequisite to go higher and to exit Earth's orbit into a sonship in the Son of Righteousness and to enter the gates of the Sun and to walk on the moon, Revelation 12:1, it is written, to be clothed in the Sun as a creature of righteousness and a star that obeys God and praises Jesus' name. The Bible says the stars worship God and sing His praises in Psalms. All of them. Because all the ones that don't are down here on earth. That's what the Bible says. So if you want to lift off, up, off of the fallen stars that are all down here opposing this message tonight and slandering the apostles of your deliverance of the end times, and if you want to come out of it and be over it as an overcomer, it's going to take purity. Purity of the Lamb of God, the Virgin King. We need His purity more than anything else. Who can climb the mountain of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted himself up to idols. It is written. Notice, we lift ourselves up, striving, works, effort, instead of faith. Faith is the works of the Holy Spirit, where He lifts you up. You can't be lifted up to the sun. You'll always go into a Kabbalah, black sun, counterfeit with the fallen angels every single time. Jesus himself, by my spirit, not by might nor by power, Jesus lifts us up. Jesus is our North Star. Jesus is the North, our promoter, the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is none other. His brothers and sisters are learning humility through the cross. They've been given on a level they couldn't imagine last season. And it's required of us if we want to go higher in the fire. What kind of fire? A fire of freedom in created light from uncreated light, who is the Lord himself. The only uncreated thing down here is the Holy Ghost. The Bible says he's everywhere. Why is he down here? Because he wants to lift you up there to take dominion in the heavenlies. Jesus said people could actually get into the heavens and become thieves and robbers. Isn't that interesting? That there was stuff up there because of the fall. Jesus taught, be wise as serpents. What does that mean? Where are the serpents? The flying red dragon. The Bible tells you in the first century, book of Revelation, he was in the stars. The dragon's tail who swept one third of the stars that is written. The snakes weren't on the earth anymore in the New Testament. The snakes were in the heavenlies. That's why prophets of previous generations says second heavens is the no-go zone. So we just live under Kabbalah, Freemason governments, black sun, black star, dark star governments, and all these warlocks singing about it. And like a black star, black earth, black moon celebration of Kabbalah for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, that's what Freemasonry is, it's Kabbalah. That's what the checkerboard is, a black and white, Jannies and Jambres. Timothy tells you that in the Bible. You're dealing and wrestling against Egyptian sorcery or the original sin of man and the temptation to practice stuff in 
a place that's not in original design. Practicing a righteousness outside of the Son of Righteousness. It's a different entity. It's a wandering star. That's why there's no obedience. Even if they get into this kind of stuff, there's still a, a disobedience. Those who love me, obey me. And those who love me will walk as I walk. It'll be a sacrificial life. All that stuff has one character quality in common. Selfishness. It is. It'll pretend to care about others, but when you press them to the core of their spirit, Jesus doesn't come out. Satan does every time. I've tested 10,000 of them. Satan is the angel of selfishness, the counterfeiter of all righteousness. That's why 1 John calls it unrighteousness. And if we confess with our mouths, our unrighteousness will be cleansed from us. What is unrighteousness? It's a black earth and a black moon and a black sun. It's the Kabbalah of false spirituality being completely cleansed out of you tonight. So you can take heavenly flight in the true glory light where there is no night and it's always day. That's why the sun rises at midnight. That's why the day breaks forth as the dawn by the bright morning star in your hearts by practicing a righteousness that's imparted by faith through grace and then clinging to it with all your face and softening your countenance, working righteousness out through love, as Peter writes. Glory. Man, that's so good. I'm starting to water out my left eye. Peter, an apostle, a special messenger of Jesus Christ, writing to the elect exiles of the dispersion scattered Soda Broad in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia, who were chosen and foreknown by God the Father and consecrated and sanctified, made holy by the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ the Messiah, and to be sprinkled with his blood. May grace, spiritual blessing, and peace be given you in increasing abundance. That spiritual peace to be realized in and through Christ freedom from fears I've noticed every time when there's a fear especially that kind of paranoia we have around brothers and sisters in Christ because we're all so wounded in, from Christianity on the earth we don't have a grid for a healthy Christianity in the heavens so we have all these fears and judgments, paranoias, criticisms towards others all of that takes us into darkness Fear is a covenant with darkness. If you have fear in you, that's not the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, which is ascending out of the earth into the heavens. It's not even a question if you're demonized. It's a measurement of how much of Satan is in you. The Bible says, if the light is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Jesus Christ, red letters. Which means you can measure how much of Satan is in you tonight. And you can wash it out of you by grace through faith and grow in the gift of righteousness into the heavenlies. Which means you will know the truth intimately through union of Christ in you. And the truth himself, the person of Jesus, by his spirit, will set you free from the earthly into the heavenly. Fear is a covenant with Satan. Freedom from fears. 1 Peter 1, 2. Agitating passions. Moral conflicts. It is written. 
verse 3. Praised, honored, blessed be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ the Messiah. By his boundless mercy, we have been born again to an ever-living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. <laughs> Woo! Oh, I can feel that abyss. I feel that bottomless pit. That's flesh. Now the new wineskin can catch it in the spirit. That's where you want the word to go so you can grow in righteousness. If the brain is in the flesh, the brain is already in the bottomless pit. There's no growth there. The word goes right through it. You feel it's bottomless. It's not caught. They don't catch the word. It's a bottomless pit. That's the abyss. That's what flesh is. Fleshly, carnal Christianity is the abyss. It's the place where there's no reverence and faith or catching of the word into the spirit. When the wineskin's there, it catches every word. It feasts on the word. Marriage, supper, lamb, who's the lamb? The word of God, king of kings and lord of lords. Amen? We need to be catchers of the word. And we need to be delivered from flies. Catchers of flies. We'll catch stuff in the air from the prince of the power of the air. And we'll think it's God. We'll have dreams, visions. I've watched about 10,000 people destroyed by Jezebel's lying dreams and false visions. Half of the drunken glory in 2008, I watched them systematically annihilated by Jezebel, principality of false prophetics, the false prophet, with dreams and visions, taking out about 10,000 people. It's trying to take out some of you. But since you're connected and married to Christ and the cross, having an internal relationship with Christ in your spirit out of your belly flows rivers from the throne of Christ and the cross towards the animal part of you, which is your heart, your blood, and your brain and all the false light that influences the brain through sorcery and magic arts. If you can crucify that part of you, you can never go astray no matter who you face externally. And I'm talking about principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, spiritual wickedness, and heavenly places ranged attack towards you with fiery darts of the evil one. They hit you while you're sleeping. They hit you while you're drinking. They hit you while you're watching the Bible. How do you stay safe? You stay in the wineskin, which is the new covenant. Amen? You got to stay in the spirit. In the Lord's day, I was in the spirit. Which means I got to stay in union with the spirit of truth. The Holy Ghost is my paraclete. Is the Holy Ghost your husband king? He needs to be. Have you married the Holy Ghost? I mean, it don't get much more divine than the Holy Spirit. He's equal to Jesus and the Father. Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. If you're not married to the Holy Ghost, you haven't married Jesus yet. We need a marital union with the Spirit of Grace and stay faithful and loyal and not become harlots and adulterers against the Holy Spirit. Christianity down here on the earth, it's like you don't have to have that level of loyalty of a marriage covenant to the Holy Spirit. You can have other lovers. You can have a spirit of gluttony. You can serve your stomach. You can have an opinion. You can have a right. You can have a stubborn will. You can be unteachable. 
and then have the Holy Ghost as an optional mentor, but not in real kingdom Christianity. If you become a true kingdom Christian and are walking the way of the Lord, nothing the Holy Spirit says, does, or acts is optional. In fact, it is the law to be led by the Spirit is the law of the sons of God. It is written fulfilling all the law. Some people have options in life. No son of God has options. Not when it comes to marital union with the Holy Ghost. This is real Christianity, people. This is not optional. If you don't make the Spirit of Jesus your Master and Lord, you will not walk with Him in life and your sins will kill you because you've not been faithful in your marriage to God. What is the marriage supper of the Lamb? Those that have been faithful and true, married to the Holy Ghost, and have followed through in their marriage contract to the Spirit of grace and the Spirit of light and glory. Amen? Truth anyhow. And that's how you rise from the dead, by being faithful to what He said. And following through with Jesus in the midst of you. Amen? That's a little too intense. Go back to reading the Bible. Don't make it too real out there. Might produce sons of the kingdom or sons of righteousness. Might get delivered from religion tonight. You might divorce your demons. You might divorce your conveniences and your your pet sins and your familiar spirits. You might take it more seriously, the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost was the greatest honor of the Old Testament, and we just treat it as common in the New Testament. I've watched, I've been in Pentecostalism for 23 years. I watched the Assemblies of God that we just have the Holy Ghost, so we just treat it as common. It doesn't control my marriage decisions, it doesn't control my schooling decisions, my career decisions, my banking and money decisions. In fact, the Holy Ghost hardly controls any area of my life. It's just a convenience so I can go to church on Sunday, speak in tongues, and think I'm right with God. Total Pentecostal whoredom, and I've witnessed it amongst hundreds of churches, and if it were not so, I'd tell you. And I'm not angry about it. It's just reality on earth. We don't even know better, and there is forgiveness of sins. You can be forgiven as a whore of Babylon. All of us. It's true. And I didn't even know we are going to go this intense in the glory tonight. I was going to just take my sunglasses off and enjoy this beautiful tree of life atmosphere. And just this new air, this rarefied air on Mount Zion today. It's so nice. Sugar and pumpkin spice. It's like a glorified fall. Fall is not a bad time. Fall is a time of celebrating the preservation of life. If the trees didn't turn yellow and red, they'd be dead. They just cherish that pearl, that life within them, and they go into temporary hibernation like Jesus in the tomb. It's a wisdom of life. The fall is not a celebration of death. The fall is a celebration of cherishing life deep within, like trees, deciduous trees during winter. Amen? It's wisdom of life. It's the wisdom of the preservation of life celebrated in the seasons. Four seasons. Fall, winter, spring, and summer. Amen? We learned that in kindergarten. Hallelujah. But we're mastering it in Enoch's wisdom now. 
and how to understand every single day is sacred to the Lord. Every season is sacred to the Lord. And we're going to perfect the days. We're going to perfect the seasons by cherishing and guarding what He's given us, which is what? This universe. What did He give Adam and Eve in the beginning? The world. He said, take dominion over all of it. Notice He said, take dominion over everything I created previously. What did He create previously? Everything. He created the sun, the moon, the stars, the sky, the oceans, the trees, the animals, everything God created it all. And he said on the sixth day to man and woman in the glory realm, take dominion over all of it. This is the season we take dominion over light. Not in a controlling way of the sorcerer who's insecure and needs to control everyone like a communist dictator, but in the nature of the Father that says, let there be light, let there be freedom. We don't let the children just go into orgies like Moses and Aaron. You rebuke that, you throw the commandment on it, you make them drink, you make them wash, you make them clean. You bring their children and the offspring after they peel off that lust and pride within them into the promised land and you continue to clean them in a greater glory. Going from clean to cleaner is glory to glory. Old Testament, clean and unclean is the whole priesthood of Aaron. The whole tribe of Levi. Good news, tribe of Levi is in the 144,000 and is talking to you today. Clean and unclean is also New Testament. Oh, you're clean already, says the deceived scoundrels that live like rats. You're clean when you're obedient to the word and the prophetic commandment and ascend Mount Zion. You're not clean in disobedience, you're unclean. Self-righteousness is the greatest uncleanness and the darkest fallen angels. Some of you are clean only in your own eyes, which is the highest degree of wickedness of pride. We are not to judge ourselves. We let the Word, the Bible, mixed with the river of life judge us. I love your judgments. I love your statutes. I love your precepts. I love your Word. It judges me. It cleanses me. It brightens my eyes every day. Psalms 119, it is written. We love his commandments. Jesus Christ said, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. Ten commandments? Nope, just one. Just one. L-O-V-E. Lust. Oh, just seeing one. Yeah, I see you out there. Mm-hmm. Love without lust. Love without pride. Love without control but a love so powerful that those that truly love God can be moved by the lasers of his eyes. He wants a people in such union with him, not forced, not slaves. No, no, this isn't slavery. Forget your little interpretation of bond servants and chains and all the religious demons in your life be slaughtered. I'm talking about right now, the volunteers in the day of his power, Psalms 110. The anointing of the Davidic anointing, which is completely celestial, that a people will be completely moved by the desires of the Father's heart. We've done the works of the Spirit. 
We've done the works of the Lamb. What comes forth now is the works of the Father. It's true. The book of Acts is the works of the Spirit. Since then, we've had the Acts of the Lamb. I know we're coming into a time, Bob Jones says, of the Father. We had the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. At Azusa Street, we had the Lamb. I know we're now coming into the time of the Father. We're coming into a greater maturity, even beyond the Spirit and Jesus. Because there's three persons on purpose for your maturity. It's true, the Spirit leads you to Jesus, and Jesus leads you to the Father. If you look at His throne, what comes from the throne? The river of the Holy Spirit. What happens when the river of the Holy Spirit's obeyed with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, loving Him and obeying Him in every area of your life, with no stone unturned, with no self-protection, no self-promotion, no self at all in this place, slaughtered with the Lamb of God, annihilated, as Jian Guyan calls it annihilated with Christ. Now you're on the throne of the Lamb, which is crucified with Christ, in reality, with all the fruits of the Spirit to show the world you're true and faithful, and you are a bride of Christ. From there we go into the works of the Father, which is the beginning of ruling and reigning as a mature Shulamite warlord, Deborah, Judges 5.20, with the stars warring for her against Sisera Satan against all the Kabbalah, against all the demonic governments, against the black sun, the black moon, and the black earth of all man's sin and those who practice sin to be completely and totally washed away into the lake of fire, which is not going to be in the earth, by the way. It's not going to be in the earth. The Lord brought me into a deeper revelation of understanding the lake of fire. I saw Hades thrown out of the earth into a dimension in space that'll be sealed off from the tree of life. The Bible says that Hades itself was taken out of the earth and thrown in the lake of fire, which means that the lake of fire eventually in this level of judgment against Satan and the angels and Kabbalah and sorcery and religion and rebellion and all the wickedness of wrongdoing in the earth will be thrown out of the earth into a dimension that will never have influence of the tree of life, which like the Dead Sea will go right down into the earth. But it won't be a dead sea anymore like the Old Testament. It'll be a living sea, a sea of glass, like the New Testament. And that's where the earth will become alive as we bring forth all the seven thunders, which is really an elementary stage of a baby son of righteousness talking to you tonight of what we're going to walk in the next thousand years, the day of the Lord. And it will be seven lightning, seven thunders, seal up the seven thunders until the time of the end, it is written. This is the time of the end. And you have heard a little thundering tonight. It's just like a little clip-clap. Clip-clap. It's like a white pony. Maybe not even a white horse, but it's the most mature thing down here, nevertheless. And it will grow in thunder, and it will grow in lightning, and it will be a celestial storm like Elijah's whirlwind, in a measure of the prophetic and apostolic beyond anything you've ever seen in the last hundred years. Anything you've ever seen in the last 2,000 years. Anything you've ever seen in the last six days, 6,000 years. He saved the best for last. And when he speaks of wine, he's talking about the third heaven coming forth through you in conquering the second heaven and taking all the second heaven, maturing into a realm of righteousness, 
in the Father's throne. Heaven is my throne. The earth is my footstool. What are you going to bring to me? I'm going to bring you a clean heart and pure hands without any human idolatry, without any mammon idolatry, with no idols. Little children, keep yourselves free from idols, it is written. Which means no Klingons, nothing holding you down. Nothing making you a clown. Nothing hanging around. You are flying free in the holy of holies. And you're going up into the high place. And it's a lot higher than you thought. It's always higher. The cap comes off every revelation you get. Every act of obedience to the Spirit, to the Lamb, and to the Father. And you continue to work for the Lamb. And you continue to work for the Spirit. Just because you matured in the Father doesn't mean you go back. don't go back to the Spirit. The Holy Spirit's equal to the Father. So whatever it takes to humble you, that's what God's doing to you right now to grow in the nature of God. The meek or the humble inherit the earth. No one else does, the Bible says, Matthew 5. Which means we need humility and it will save our lives and our souls are at stake. Pride is the mortal enemy of man's soul. Pride is the mortal enemy of woman's soul. Pride is Satan himself. It's not an attribute of Satan. It is who he is in his nature. And everyone is constantly getting delivered from darkness by his glorious light. Every day we go from glory to glory, which is humility to humility, against our own pride. And if you're not sacrificing pride, you're not growing in Christ. It's not a one-time deliverance, although sometimes a demon of pride jump in you, and it is a one-time deliverance. Now it's degrees of light, of humility, of the cross shining out from your spirit through your hearts and minds outwardly, called the bright morning star. The humility of the Lamb of God is shared with your spirit to shine like the stars of the heavens forever it is written. Teaching and training in righteousness and wisdom as the firmament begins to be illuminated and the stars of the sky for those that are wise and teachable in the celestial righteousness it is written daniel chapter 12 is happening right now knowledge shall increase of both trees in the garden both the tree of life and the tree of strife and the false wife the whore of babylon the tree of strife, the tree of knowledge that Eve ate from and her eyes were open. She died to humility and lived to consciousness of self, which is the curse of the fall. And we eat the tree of life and it crucifies self-consciousness and our eyes open to the nature of Christ, which is the sacrifice of the cross, the throne of the Lamb, and we get married to humility. We get married to the Holy Ghost. We get married to the river of life, and we get married to the acts of the Spirit. We get married to the acts of the Lamb, and we get married to the acts of God the Father's glory. And we get faithful, and get loyal, and we get cleaned up, from the little areas where there's immorality, where there's disobedience, when we're sleeping with other spirits in our souls, other spirits in our bones, other spirits in our hands, other spirits in our minds, and we get cleaned up and washed up, washed in the water of the word. That's how you sanctify an unclean spouse. It is written. Is he talking only about men and women? 
He's talking about the mystery of the ages, you being married to God and not having other spirits in your soul, in your mind, in your psyche. Not having demonic influence celestially from principalities in ranged attack with fiery arrows that we think, oh, it's God sending me a message that I need to judge this person, condemn that person, temptations to stop loving them for whatever reason of our immaturity where we're still weak in the armor of righteousness and grace and mercy. The marriage seat of the Lamb. Where we can say, well, that person's really done it. Now I can get into the black arts and kill them with the black sun and curse them dead. Listen, Apostle Paul, there were times where a black mist would come upon him when he was dealing with the sorcerer. You know, Apostle Peter, there were times where people dropped dead in front of him. But notice, Peter, all he did was sit there in the glory realm and tell the truth. He didn't have to get into anger. His face and countenance did not harden. He allowed God to be God, and God is a great judge. And if the fallen angel comes in a man's body and is lying directly to the Father's throne, it's Leviticus chapter 10, presentation of strange fire. Lightning will come forth from the ark and smite them with a mighty smiting smiter. And they're smitten. And they're no longer a kitten. They're buried. They rolled them up in rugs like the Sinaloa cartel. They didn't decapitate them or mutilate their bodies. But they got rid of them and buried them in the field potter's field brother no no just a regular old cemetery for regular human beings that walk in regular flesh that you might walk in the fear of the lord begin to honor the lord in one another out of reverence from christ for christ honoring each other more highly than yourself which is begin to work in the spirit and see in the spirit, the potential of the spirit. God sees the full potential of every spirit. That's why I usually let people with principalities come into my ministry in the past. I'm not going to do that anymore. We're in a different season. But I've always saw the potential had they not walked with principalities. And I've always been surrounded by those types of people. So I'm like, I don't have anything else to work with in Red Letter Ministries. That's true. Principalities, powers, thrones, many spiritual wickedness, heavenly places, people bearing fruit, bad fruit, good fruit, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You deal with all of it like the days of Noah. It's just animals everywhere, clean and unclean everywhere. But God the Father and the Lamb of God and the prophetic suffering is seeing the potential of the potential possibility in people's spirit, even if they start making soulish decisions like Judas Iscariot and end up on a noose with disemboweled, burning in Tartarus hell forever with the fallen angels. But Jesus, his nature didn't change despite being surrounded by thieves. The Bible says he'd be murdered with criminals and thieves. He was killed with thieves, the prophets prophesied of him. What did he do on the cross? Surrounded by criminals and murderers and thieves. Loved them. He didn't even say anything negative to the one that's cursing him right next to him on the cross. He wasn't crucified alone. He was crucified with thieves and sinners, it is written. He didn't even respond to the negativity because it's not in God's nature. He just loved the one that was going to heaven with him at the same time. Isn't that wild? Didn't complain about the pain, although that pain level is like 300 times more intense than childbirth, they say. Because they filleted him. They stripped the skin off of him. And he didn't have skin. There's just organs hanging out. They filleted him. Cat of nine tails. Glass. Shredded him. Organs hanging out. No bone was broken. 
but he was not recognizable anymore as a human being, and he still did not complain about God's calling on his life. He didn't say, this is too hard. All he could do up there on the cross was love the one that was going to heaven with, with him that night. Surely tonight you'll be with me in paradise. The other one that was negative, crows pecked out his eyeballs. He didn't even say anything, didn't even acknowledge it. Love doesn't even acknowledge it at that level. It just washes it, cleanses it. It just puts it in its place. He didn't even have to correct Judas Iscariot. He just was his divine self in obedience to the Father. That stuff judged itself. Like the holy nation of Israel in the Old Testament, when they obeyed God, their obedience is what defeated their enemies. If you just drink like dogs, let your lamps shine with oil, and dance on the mountaintops, all of your enemies down below in the valley will kill themselves and you have victory. Gideon's 300, it is written. That's all they had to do is prophetic acts of obedience, the acts of the Holy Spirit, the acts of the Lamb, and the acts of God the Father. The only thing we need to do, Bride of Christ, prophets and apostles at the sound of my voice, all you wonderful people who love Jesus, all we need to do is obey Him. What's the last thing He told you to do? Do it so thoroughly and so completely that you can be promoted in the acts of the Spirit into the acts of the Lamb, into the acts of the Father. That's how you ascend the tree of life. If you're faithful in the root system, you'll go up into the trunk. Song of Solomon, it's all about the ascension of the tree, the apple tree, and you find it on the top of the Spice Mountains because you were faithful when you were black yet lovely, and the root system in chapter one, you'll make it to chapter eight, and your nature becomes divine through obedience to his love when it's not calculable to the human mind faith and not even sight come on now you can't see this stuff you can't your eyes will open later with ISAB but many of you are not seers you don't have that gift but your spirit can see him you can feel him your feelers and you can hear and obey in obedience to the seer prophets to your Samuels Amen to your John the Baptist, to the prophets who are leading you truly out of a love for the people and a sacrifice of self and a serving of the people and a building up of the human spirit and a cleansing of the human soul and a cleansing of the human mind and a cleaning of the human bones and marrow with the word of God, using the things of God to benefit others and not self, which is the accurate agape love to build others up using your office, your calling, your destiny, your mantle, your gifting, your wisdom, always for benefiting God's people so that he can have his inheritance in a mature sonship in the throne room, in a cosmic tree of life, his throne in righteousness and justice, where he can have mature fellowship with you as God's, as the Israel of the 144,000. And it's going to take the maturing of all of us in the apostolic and we're going to do it together as the body of Christ. We're going to do it as 12 tribes. You're going to do it with 12,000 times 12,000. You can do it with 1 billion. It'll be caught up and cleaned as they're caught up and purified and sanctified of soul as they're caught up and raptured, which is the highest state of cleanness in Christ. The highest state of prayer is the highest state of the purified soul of constantly experiencing God's glory in a dimension most of you can't even imagine right now, but the Holy Spirit will lead you. 
And if you know him and are married to him, he will lead you from glory to glory. He will lead you from truth to truth, strength to strength, oil to oil. Amen? Where there is no tin foil. Nothing fake, nothing fragile. It'll become so rock solid in seven lightnings of a celestial tree of life. You can't be shaken, but everything that can be shaken in you will be shaken as you grow in Christ and will fall off of you like old leaves. Shedding of the old tree and the old root system and the axe at the roots of that tree in your spirit, soul, mind, and flesh today to throw it away and never ever be found again. So that he can build up the brand new in you all the way through into the full manifestation of his love and purity and righteousness and power and authority and dominion and might and honor and wisdom and riches in glory. There will be tremendous riches in glory to those faithful to the acts of the Spirit and the acts of the Lamb and the acts of the Father. Acts or acts? Both. A-X-E and A-C-T-S, brother. Time to get a perfect score on your A-C-T. <laughs> what is that? I know the SAT is 1600. ACT, that's the Holy Ghost. The acts of the Spirit of God. He wants a perfect score. The Bible says be perfect as your Father in Heaven is perfect. I can't. It's because you're terrestrial. Because you have a terrestrial belief system, you're still growing laterally. You're not the bush of Christ. I see all men as bushes. I see all men as trees. You're going up. He shall grow up as a tender shoot. Isaiah 11. False Christianity just go like vines, just like bushes, like weeds on the ground. It ain't grass. That's Nebuchadnezzar. That's false Christianity. It's Tower of Babel. Babylon the Great. Just grass. We're just grass mowers down here. We ain't in Moses anymore. We're in the Lamb. You grow up like the redwood forest in the Lamb. You need to break through the firmament. Firmaments open heavens over the whole planet. Truth is, the whole planet, you could ascend at any time if you grew in obedience to the Holy Rhyme, the Word of God. John did on Patmos in his generation. Now in this generation, there'll be a maturity of one billion youth that come into righteousness. And it'll be cosmic, it'll be celestial, it'll be seven lightnings, it'll be all the stars of the second heavens added unto you because you sought first the kingdom of heaven and its righteousness and there won't be any idolatry and there won't be any wizardry and there won't be any Kabbalah or sorcery it'll be pure holy righteousness in celestial garments in the one tree of life going through a whole body of Christ a mature Shulamite warlord who stands on the moon clothed in the sun wearing a crown of 12 stars and it will all funnel directly down into the earth and it will remove the entire curse of the fall including death from this planetary system and it shall be thrown into the lake of fire into a dimension in space never again to touch this planet yeah that's happening now and we've been pioneering it the whole time. That's why you've never seen any more spiritual warfare than around Red Letter Ministries. Not in your lifetime. It doesn't exist. Bob Jones can't even relate to this level of opposition, and that's the truth anyhow. 
but we have gone through it to pioneer righteousness and the overcoming of death by all the previous prophets and apostles that have come before us that are with us in this great and mighty cloud of witnesses. And they are rooting for us because there's no competition and strife in heaven. There is no jealousy in heaven. There is no greed for people's tithes and offerings in heaven. It ain't a sheep swap meat. This ain't church swapping, sheep selling, horror Babylon hireling Christianity. This is the kingdom of God where people can rise from Nimrod and go up with the rod of righteousness and the staff of correction in a loving father that will train you in his ways beyond anything you can ever imagine right now. And all of this is an incentive to get obedient to the Holy Ghost to get radical on fire into the mysteries of righteousness and the mysteries of wisdom and the mysteries of archangel warfare and the seven stars in our right hand, which is the teachings of the holy angels and the teachings of the holy watchers and the teachings of the Ophanim and the seraphim and the cherubim and the teachings of the throne of God and the teachings of the lamb. For there will be a teaching in this day they will surpass any previous teaching. It's the teaching of righteousness. Amen. Those who teach in righteousness only, Daniel 12, are the ones that shine as stars forever. They're the only ones that overcome death. Teaching and learning righteousness. Enoch said, and all sinners will be ignorant of the ways of the stars. They're going to say it's all cabal out there as you've seen everywhere amongst these schizophrenics, these crazy false prophets everywhere that fight the celestial dimension of our promised land, that fight the celestial garments, that fight Enochian wisdom. It's everywhere out there. Why? Because Jezebel has been ruling the church age and capping you out to not go into the training of righteousness. We have broken through the cap. We have broken through the roof and the covering. We have raised the roof in Kenya and met our mark and hit 7,000 to have a new roof in Kenya, to raise the roof of the nations. And it's not just a natural roof. It's a celestial roof. It is coming into the inheritance where there is no cap to how high you grow in Christ in his purity, in his dove nature, in his eagle nature, in his man nature, in his ox nature. The cap is off and you can grow as high into the sky as you can fly in purity and love and wisdom and righteousness and with your angels and obedience to the prophetic commandment that God's given you with a clean conscience before God and the angels and everything else will get washed and cleansed all around you as you learn perfected obedience to God's command loving the law there's a loving for the word the word is the law the loving Jesus is loving his commandment loving his word what is he speaking today i want to hear the commandment of the lamb of god and it's not shouting with an angry god throwing stone tablets at you it's often a gentle whisper he shouts his revelations but he whispers his secrets it's often in the still small voice where you hear the great shepherd sharing with you Today is going to be a gay day. I want you to come out of your prayer closet openly gay, bright with light, 
not homosexual, glorified. Amen? Well, that's the truth, yeah. Try to mix in a little humor there at the end. Helps the medicine go down when you have a glorified personality. That means you really understand. If you don't, you will as you obey every day. He'll transform you by the renewing of your mind and you become the glorified kind. Then your faces will truly shine as the sun in the kingdom of your father. They will shine as the sun in the kingdom of their father, Jesus Christ said in the red letters. These are those days where Jesus gets his little brothers and sisters back. They ain't so little anymore. He might physically be smaller than some of his brothers and sisters, but he ain't insecure about it. Look at King David. It might be Jesus. Some of y'all taller than Jesus. Some of y'all can bench press more than Jesus. Greater bench press will you do, because I go to the Father. Uh, I was like, I know, some of you are like, no, that's not true, Brandon, that's not true. Uh, no one better than Jesus. Uh, 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 well, you have a lot more fun with Jesus every day. When you get your personality glorified along the way. And that's ultimately what it's all about, the transfiguration of our souls into the condition of kingliness and righteousness that Adam and Eve had in the Garden of Eden. And that's what we're walking into these days. We're walking into the Eastern Gate of Eden. We're walking into the stars. We're walking into the sun. We're ascending in Christ. And the path is paved by our big brother. And all the fear and paranoia and dumb things religious people taught us, they burn off us as we rise. The sun just burns them off. You got black sun on you, white sun burning off. You got black moon on you, white moon burn it off. You got black earth on you, white earth burn it off you. We got a lake of white earth. We got an anointing of pure sonship glory to wash you of any sin, of any animal, of any nation, tribe, and tongue in the garden to ascend celestially, to be clothed in the sun of righteousness with healing in their beams and wings. Every single one of you, not just spiritually, but morally, mentally, and physically, for he saves to the uttermost. And we will crucify religion out of the earth, and we will crucify rebellion out of the earth, and they shall all know the Lord, it is written. And there shall be a new earth afterwards by this army of these people I'm talking to today, where righteousness dwells. What's righteousness? The seven lightnings. Righteousness is the seven lightnings of the cosmic tree of life completely and totally flooding the earth. Not any, not so much like the days of Noah, but like the days of, of Noah, Jesus Christ said. Which means it's not going to be physical floodwaters, but it'll be physical glory waters. It'll be a physical glory light. It'll be a heavy, weighty, kavad glory that'll get people drunk. They will feel so high when the seven lightnings hit them from their sky. And they ain't just gonna be zapped like bugs. They're gonna feel the heavenly hugs of the white doves above. And they're gonna rise into the expression of His holiness and righteousness and embrace God in real kingdom Christianity and be cleansed from the earthly 
Amen. And that is the great harvest of the end times. That is the one billion youth harvest into the tree of life and the roots of David, which is the earth, will bring us into the bright morning star, which is the heavens. Then we shall shine as the sun in the kingdom of our Father and his throne of righteousness and justice and the earth as our footstool, not our dead sea, but our living sea of glass enthroned over the floods of the seven liquid lightnings that I first experienced October 15th, 1999, when I was born in Zion on the Father's lap. And he gave me a foretaste of the future liquid lightnings that would flood the whole earth by this righteous generation through Anakian wisdom, through the wisdom of the ages and the obedience and the works of the Father. This is our hour of our glory power of seven thunders loosed and no longer sealed but fully revealed and seven lightnings enforcing God the Father's nature of justice and righteousness, holiness and purity, power and wisdom, and ultimately, Earth understanding what this word means. Love. Perfectly. True love. God is love. And that mystery revealed will be never-ending revival on Earth. But the perversion of that word is why revival has ended, and you know that's true. But what's coming forth now can never pervert love ever again. It'll be as pure as God's pure by these sanctified temples that bring it forth, the manifest sons of God. For they are the watchers of the gates. They have taken their posts in the celestial dimensions. They are dimension keepers. And they will release the Father's nature upon everyone and burn up all the works of the devil everywhere, in every realm, in every elevation. And there will be no more confusion. But there will be clarity where there is great light there is clarity and light and there is wisdom and there is understanding and the nature of god will no longer be confused but felt and telt by everything that has breath on earth not in a dead sea but in a crystal sea that your feet will rest upon in the heavenlies forevermore in jesus mighty name amen yeah. Amen. If you guys want to give into the abundance of the overflow, there's an angel of the treasury of the heavenlies. And so into the overflow, we've met the exact amount we need of what we're sending over to Africa. If you want to sow into the overflow, there is available space from 7,000 to 10,000. And it's been prophesied that those that sow into the excess, into the abundance over what was already sent, 7,000 cent. We're going to raise the roof in Kenya. But if you want to sow into the abundance, into the overflow, the Apostle of God told me that you are sowing directly into the angel of the treasuries of heaven. If you want to deposit an abundance into your life and sow into abundance and an overflow of finances into your life, more than enough. God is the God of more than enough, an abundance of finances so into the overflow above and beyond the target of 6,350 and go above the 10,000. And I know you'll be rewarded from the angel of the treasuries of heaven directly in Jesus' name. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Glory.